Welcome to We Got Goals, a podcast by asweatlife.com. I'm Gina Anderson-Cohen. With me, I have Kristen Guile and Maggie Umberger. Good morning, Gina. Hi, Gina. Good morning, ladies. Maggie, this week you talked to Mo. I did. I spoke to Mo Seeb Tubtum, who's the founder and CEO of The Happiness Planner. This is a planner that we've featured many times on A Sweat Life before. And um, Kristen, I know you're a big fan of The Happiness Planner. One of the reasons why we love it is because it's not necessarily focused on to-do list items and uh, checking things off the list as a lot of agendas are set up to do, but it is a way to tap into gratitude and to write things that you're appreciative for and to actively work on cultivating your own happiness on a daily basis, which is sort of the foundation of a lot of research that has explained what makes people happy is like recognizing what you have to be grateful for. Can you talk a little bit about where the idea for the happiness planner came from and how she went about making it into a reality? Yeah, so Mo had a personal blog before she started this company, and she wrote about things that inspired her. She read a lot, and she would quote others and just share that, whatever was the inspiration for her for the day. And it was a really engaging blog. People responded and seemed to love it. So she reached out to her readers and asked, if I could write about anything to make your day better, what would it be? She wanted to be more helpful to other people. And the overwhelming response was that, People wanted ways to feel happier. They wanted to know what they could do to be happier on a daily basis. And she thought that was really interesting because there are a lot of self-help books out there about happiness and about how to become happier. But what she saw in the gap was, was that there's not as much to do on a daily basis to get to that place of happiness. You can read a book, but then what do you do after you read that book? How do you apply what you've read into your life and make it work in your routine? And so that's what was the basis of a workbook, essentially, of things that you could do to roadmap your own happiness guide. So through the process of creating the happiness planner, I'm sure that Mo's goals have changed a little bit. Is that right? It was interesting to ask her that question because that is something that we always ask on this podcast of how do you approach goals? And then what is a big goal that you've achieved? But but Mo immediately kind of answered in a different way than I was anticipating, where she explained her goals as very different from wanting to achieve X, Y, and Z. She finds it exciting to think about goals like, I want to be tidier. I want to be more humorous. I want to be more approachable. And there are things that are, those are goals that I find intangible. It's like, how can you actually write that down as a goal? It just might be a byproduct of your personality or not. But it's clear that her methodology of writing things down like that and really being curious about what makes you excited and how can you bring that out in your life is a way that she's lived for a long time. And so that's what she's sharing through the happiness roadmap and the various tools that I'm sure, Kristen, you've kind of gone through since you've used that planner. So those elements in the book kind of bring to life different goals than you would normally have in like a five-year, 10-year plan. So I think maybe she hasn't shifted her goals so much, but that she's made that way of thinking a lot more accessible. One of the parts of your interview that I thought was super charming was when you talked about how Mo wanted to get the happiness planner into the hands of children early on in life. Can you talk a little bit about why she finds that an important cause? When you think about why it would be important for kids to get a hold of one of these planners, it makes total sense because I think about 
all of the times that I had a planner growing up in every grade year, we're given a new one and they are simply a calendar where you write your homework and your parents check off on your homework weekly, but there's nothing to do with practicing habits of gratitude or appreciation. And those practices are really fundamental in how people grow and how they form their habits and their personalities. And if you do that from a younger age, it makes total sense that they're would be more happy people in the world. It seems very straightforward. So I thought, of course, we should get the happiness planner into more kids' hands. And I'm excited to see where she takes it and what the opportunities could be with that. And here's Maggie with Mo. Girl, I said I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. So don't be upset when I'm not- So thank you so much for joining me on the We Got Goals podcast, Mo. It's so great to have you on. Thanks for having me. So, Mo, you are the founder of the Happiness Planner, which is, I would argue, the most beautiful planner you can find out in stores today or online. But you you started it out of really a need that you saw that people were not passionate about what they were doing and you wanted to help people find their passion. So I'm so excited to talk to you about goal setting in general because the job that you do helps people define what they're passionate about. So it's really exciting. So I'd love to hear from you sort of your journey to building the happiness planner and what it is today. Yeah. So, you know, since little, I've always been passionate about personal development, you know, branding, marketing, business psychology. And so a few years ago, you know, back in, I started my blog which I started a long time ago, but then I kind of picked it up again back in 2014 because I had more time that I was actually in between jobs. So I got back into writing again. And initially, you know, the blog, which is a place for me to keep inspirational quotes that I came across because I read a lot and I wanted to have like a place that's going to always be there that I can go back to and keep myself inspired and motivated. And initially, which is all the quotes that I came across, you know, whether, whether it's just the quotes that I read, like in the magazines or something. And it started attracting a lot of readers and followers. And so one day I decided to write my own article. And, and that was really scary at first. And, but then my article started doing really well. And a couple of them went viral which got me thinking like, oh, actually, you know, I can write. <laughs> so, you know, I, I learned more about how I could write better. And then it kind of got to a point where, you know, I started receiving emails from my readers every day. Um, I wake up and I see emails saying, oh, your, your blog is so inspiring. I, I, I look forward to re- reading your blog post every day. So I decided to ask my readers, you know, when they subscribe to my newsletter, if I could write about one thing that makes your day, what should I write about? You know, I simply just wanted to hear, you know, what they wanted me to write about and how I could be more valuable to them. And a lot of people actually replied and they said, a lot of them said that they want to learn more about how they could be more positive and happier. So it's just like, oh, this is so interesting. You know, there are so many books out there about happiness and positive thinking, but it's not like something that you can just read a read and then change overnight. You know, it's not like you read about happiness or positive thinking or changing a habit or whatever it is, and then you just change. It requires, you know, practice. You need to practice the new way of thinking, of doing, you know, over and over and over 
until your your mind is trained until it goes into your subconscious mind and then when that happens you wouldn't feel like you're trying to change anymore you know it becomes a natural part of who you are so i try to think of a way you know for something to to help people change their focus you know because when you change your focus then you can change your feelings right if you can change the way you look at a situation then you can change how you feel about the situation so try to come up with an idea for something that can help people learn to focus on the positive side of things, you know, and, and also like even when they face obstacles in life, you know, instead of seeing obstacles in life as something that's bad, they can just see them as teachers, you know, that are there to help them learn to grow and and be smarter and be stronger. So I, I came up with the idea for the happiness planner and yeah, and it is what it is now. <laughs> And, and I know that there are pieces, there's lots of different pieces that go into it as far as writing out the things that make you happy and rating them on a scale of 1 to 10 and then writing about the things that you want to work on. And how did you pull together and, and what sources did you go through or what was your inspiration for what ultimately is the happiness planner and the contents that serve as your workbook for the year, I guess? So when I started designing, I started thinking, you know, what makes me happy, right? And what makes people happy? And one thing that my dad has always said to me is that happiness is a state of mind. And, you know, I'm originally from Thailand, so it's it's quite like a Buddhist teaching as well that, you know, that say happiness is a state of mind. But what does it really mean? And then when I look at it, it's, you know, for me, Happiness is really, you know, it lines in the way you look at things. And and this can also be, you know, influenced and changed, you know, by, you know, if you change your focus, you change your attitude, you change your environment, you know, you change your actions. These are the things that change the state that you're in, you know, and, and can make you feel happier or not. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, it comes down to that. It's like, that's what makes you happy. So happiness is a state of mind and it lies in the way you look at things. That's that's the fundamental concept behind the happiness planner. So I started looking at, you know, different things. I look at other planners. I look at like different personal development books from different angles. And then I just started designing it. And I think one of the prominent things that I think, you know, can help people feel more positive about every day is basically, you know, if you can start every day with a positive thought or an exciting thought, then you already set yourself up for a good day. And that's why, you know, in the happiness planner, there's a prompt that asks you to write down what you're excited about that day. And I find that initially when people started using the happiness planner, they kind of struggle to fill that bit in. And and the key for that is to, you know, you have to think about little things that you can be excited about every day you know it could be the lunch that you're going to have or the meeting you know the new talks that you're going to be doing but but the key is to just find joy in everyday life from it could be something small could be something big but get into the habit of finding joy in every day to look forward to you know then you already set yourself up for a good day and then at the end of each day you know you you kind of Think about what you're grateful for and also the, the good things that happen, you know, because sometimes you can feel like, oh, I had such a bad day. But you can always think about like little things that you can be grateful for in life or 
or can feel positive about and then you can go to bed and feel positive and then if if you can create this you know this pattern this this way of thinking and turn it into like a pattern that becomes a natural part of who you are then you know you always feel all right like every day you're like yeah you feel good you know so that that's like one main thing and and then like you know at the back um at the end of each week or each month of the happiness planner you do reflections as well and i want people to learn to see the positive side of negative things that happen in their life so that's also one big thing that i think you know can help shift people's focus and that's also in the happiness planner and another element is also you know i think self awareness is important and that's why you know in the in the beginning people have to create the happiness roadmap where they have to ask questions you know about themselves like really deep questions and who they are what where they actually want to be what does success actually mean to you what does happiness mean to you and then you know because when you understand who you are then you understand you know what makes you happy and then when you go out there and you set goals and search for things and do things then you actually try to achieve things that will actually eventually make you feel truly happy um it's like a time commitment to really dedicate to giving over not just planning out what you have to do because that's what i do i write down the very you know bare minimum what needs to get done in the day and i don't devote a lot of time to thinking about the gratitude piece at the beginning and at the end and so it's a it's a real commitment and a shift of your perspective and your values it's a commitment and i'm assuming that you use a happiness planner every day is that a correct assumption yeah yeah i do <laughs> i i normally use the app now just because i travel so much <laughs> ah yeah so since you've started using either the app or the written planner have your goals shifted or have you noticed a shift in the way that you think about your goals i would say you know when i said goals i think one of the things that i've come to realize over the years is that for me self mastery is really important <laughs> so when i said goals you know it's not about what i get it's mostly about what i become and i really like the process of competing with myself and becoming the best i can be so i think that's one thing that i've realized about my goals and and obviously your goals evolve because as you get older you kind of accomplish one goal and then you move to the next goal mm. but i think that they 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 definitely in line because they're all tied to your core values if i were to ask you what is a big goal that you've accomplished what would you say would it be more in line with a goal that you've physically accomplished or more about a state of being where you sort of have moved into becoming well i would say you know i thought about this question and i think one big goal that i've accomplished so far i would say taking the happiness planner to the global market i think that would be like one big goal that i've accomplished and obviously it's built on you know previous smaller goals the idea of a happiness planner going global is really intriguing to me because every culture and every you know type of person in every country sees happiness differently have you felt like it's been a challenge or it's been an interesting journey to spread the happiness planner 
to other areas of the globe that might view happiness in a very different light? Yeah, so I think at the end of the day, I think happiness is actually the same thing across the board because, you know, we are all human. We all have, you know, universal needs. And, you know, people, like, different cultures might have different social norms or, you know, things that the society value. But at the end of the day, no, no matter what actions people take from different cultures, you know, you're, you're always driven by your emotions. And, and it's either to increase your positive emotion or to get rid of the negative emotions. So these are the fundamental things. And, and this is all, and because of the differences, this is also why the first market that I go to is basically the English speaking market, like the US, UK, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, Ireland, you know, I try to cover all of them, you know, just because I understand this market already. And the, the concept of happiness that I'm spreading is what, you know, people in in the Western societies currently believing, right? We're, we're shifting the meaning of happiness from, you know, acquiring like material possessions and, you know, the old American dream into something that now we realize that it's internal. And then, you know, so from there, in order to take it to like another market, I look at, let's say, Scandinavia, which is like quite a developed society. So people really, um, really look within as well, like people in those societies, and then from that, I think the next challenge would be, you know, going into, let's say, developing countries, you know, where if you look at the psychology of people, right, um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So before you, you want to self-actualize, you have to make sure that the basic needs are met. So in the poorer societies where, you know, the basic needs are still not met, you know, you still have to struggle to pay bills and you still don't get to eat well. So basically... Happiness, obviously, for them first have to, have to come from, you know, being able to afford to live on an okay level first. But I think, you know, the, the happiness is internal thing is important because if you realize that you, you know, you already have and what you have is enough, then you don't strive to become too materialistic and try to get things from the outside this is kind of getting a little bit, a little bit complicated, but you know, like let's yeah. say when you're when you're poor, you usually think that when you're rich, you'll be happier, and then when you get to that point, and you realize that uh, it doesn't actually make me happier. Like obviously, mm-hmm. going from let's say, you know, having let's say having five thousand dollars to fifty thousand dollars that makes you happy, you know, and maybe from fifty thousand dollars to um, a million dollar makes you happy, but the difference between a million dollar to a hundred million dollars is kind of, you know, then you kind of yeah. just realize that you're just street, like trying to chase some goals that doesn't actually make you feel fulfilled. <laughs> I, I really like kind of how you, how you began to talk about how everyone's values at their core. I mean, we're all human. And so happiness is such a, a human emotion. And so no matter where you are and now, because the planner is around the world, you can use these tools to open up a little bit more for yourself and get after or and understand what makes you happy, what makes you tick. Are there things about the happiness planner and the elements inside that you hope would help people set goals for themselves? 
Yeah, so in the happiness roadmap section, you know, people have to answer questions about things like, you know, habits that you want to change or improve, you know, or qualities that you want to adopt. I think a lot of the time when people set goals, we set goals like, you know, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, I'm going to travel the world, I'm going to do this, 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 it's more like task. But um, I think more important goals could be something like, I want to be cleaner, you know, I want to be tighter, I want to be more organized, or I want to be more fun, I want to be, you know, more humorous. Like, I think, I think this is like some of the things that people can actually set as their personal goals. And I think it's actually really fun to achieve and, or like, you know, I want to be more open-minded. So these are like something that I kind of add in the happiness planner. And I think a lot of people don't even think about achieving, but I don't know. What do you think? I think you're right. I think that it's cool to even propose the idea of I want to be more humorous because sometimes I, I use that as one example, but all of your examples really because sometimes I get in the mindset that you are who you are and you can always adapt how you react to things, but ultimately people don't change. But I don't know if that's true. And the way that you propose it of working every day, doing little things every day to work towards those kinds of goals could absolutely be an achievable goal. Yeah, and I think sometimes we don't even realize that until, let's say you get into a relationship or, or you become close friend with someone, you know, who's got another, like some sort of trade that you don't have in yourself and then you start to appreciate it because they have it. And, you know, hanging out with them and being close to them, it kind of rub up on you and then you realize that it actually helps you become happier or become a, a better person. I think, that's a, I think that's a fantastic outlook and the fact that there is a tool such as this book to give you some guidance is really, really cool. So as you look forward or look ahead at a goal that you'd like to accomplish or a state of being that you'd like to become, what, what does that look like for you? So I would say like, okay, maybe there are two goals that I want to talk about. Like I said, the personal goal, it's kind of work-related as well, but I think the personal goal that I really want to achieve is I want to have more emotional awareness, not just in myself, but also in other people. You know, just being really aware of my own emotional pattern. Let's say, let's say for example, I get jealous. <laughs> I want, you know, instead of just, like, you know, I'm just jealous. I just want to be aware. Like, why am I jealous? What is causing me to be jealous? Like, internally, not externally. Let's say jealousy comes from fear. And I'm just like, what are the fears? Or, you know, if I feel frustrated or upset, I want to be able to be more aware of my own pattern and, and realize that I can, I can shift and change and influence my own patterns for the better. Because at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're all the victim of our own emotions. And also, you know, understanding other people. Um, that's one thing that I want to learn to be, to become a master of, basically. You know, like when you watch like Tony Robbins videos, you know, like, wow, he really has a great understanding of human. Like, I want to be like that. And another goal that I want to accomplish would be the business goal, which is now the happiness planner. You know, a lot of young adults are using the happiness planner. But I also want to take the happiness planner to, to kids, you know, and to teenagers, because I believe that if everybody grows up feeling more happy and whole, there would be fewer issues in this world. 
you know, because happy people wouldn't go out and cause trouble and bully other people. You know, people who do that are people with anger inside. So I want to help, you know, kids and teenagers to learn to deal with their internal conflicts because, you know, when we're children, um, we don't have a lot of choices in life. You know, we were kind of stuck in our environment. We don't have a lot of freedom. And, and I think one of the things that helped me become who I am today is also because I learned, especially from my dad, to deal with my own internal conflicts because like kids would grow up with like, you know, parents or teachers or environment that, you know, might not be the best for them. And, and if they don't know how to deal with the conflicts that happen inside them, then they, they kind of grow up being a little bit broken. And, and I think we're all broken at more or less. But now that we're adults, we can learn to deal with the hole inside our heart. <laughs> so I kind of want to teach kids, you know, to, to learn this, you know, to, to understand that they, they have the power within them to deal with the inter- internal conflicts that they have so that they don't get affected too badly by their external things. What an amazing goal. <laughs> I, I almost get chill bumps just hearing it. So thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and for sharing some of your goals and what you hope for the Happiness Planner to help other people do in the future. It's incredible. And um, we can't wait to see what's next for you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. I'll be back, I'm just reaching for a goal So don't be upset when I'm not around Just know I'll be back, so no need to frown This podcast is produced by me, Cindy Kuzma And it's another thing that's better with friends So please, share it with yours You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts And hey, while you're there, please leave us a rating or a review Special thanks to Jay Mono for our theme music To our guests this week, Mo Sieb Tubtum And to Tech Nexus for the recording studio and technical assistance